Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Blazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. We found it at the end there again. And you are seeing slash listening to the Command Zone podcast. Just classic <laughs> renditions of your favorite tunes. We should make like one of those now. Talk about That's it. what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, music. we should not do that. <laughs> make people's ears bleed. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. We're joined today by Ooh. a very special guest. With the Amazing. Amazing. Amaz. Um, hi, guys. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't join us in the song. Why is that? Uh, just, uh, you guys have great singing voices. Wow. Was, the uh... first person to ever say that. Really? <laughs> I thought you guys sing if only every had... episode. Yeah, we do. And no one has ever complimented you guys? It's, uh, it's <laughs> no, like 90 no, they really haven't. <laughs> it's like 90-10 anger slash compliment. All right, all right. Yeah, but you know... I like that. If they're laughing, I want to be laughing along with them. That's right. Um, Maz is in Los Angeles today visiting. So we are going to be talking about, well, your amazing career so far. And oh. especially because you are someone that's managed to bridge the worlds between Magic and Hearthstone and make waves in both of those communities uh, as well as, you know, these are two of the biggest card games in the world. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of lessons that we can learn from games like Hearthstone. I want to know your opinions and your ideas as well as how we can apply it to Magic and potentially even vice versa. Oh yeah, let's dive right down to it. Right. All right, before we get into all that, though, we got to talk about our sponsors. If you go to cardkingdom.com slash command zone and use that affiliate link when you're ordering your Magic cards, singles, products, anything at all, you really are supporting this show, you're supporting Game Nights, you're supporting all of our content. And also, while you're there, any cards you pick up, you want to protect them, you want to play them onto a nice, pristine playmat so they don't get all dirty or scuffed up, Ultra Pro is our other sponsor, and they're going to help you protect all your cards. They have awesome, cool dice. They have relic tokens, which spice up your battlefield and make it look all fancy. Mm -hmm. So... Buy Ultra Pro products and also supports the show. And the final way to support the show is directly at patreon.com slash command zone. We do one lucky thing, or well, we only one special thing for one lucky person every episode, and we shout them out. Maz, you can join us on this one. Okay. So the uh, this episode is dedicated to, to... Colsey Knight. Knight. Colsey. A real night. A real night. Wow. 
You cool rock. Name. Yeah. You rock. Yeah, yeah very cool. You name. definitely rock. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's dive right in. So Hearthstone versus Magic, which is better? No, actually, that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> All right, I'll name one, and that's it. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's the deciding vote. Yeah. <laughs> we're not here to disparage either of the games, but rather we're going to talk about key similarities and differences between the two, as well as the lessons we can learn when comparing them. So let's just talk mm-hmm. about the similarities at first. Okay. They both are games where you draw creatures mm-hmm. and spells, and you're trying to get your opponent's life total down to zero, and you have a replenishing resource pool. Now, how does the resources work in Hearthstone? Yeah, uh, at the core, it's very similar to Magic. Uh, there's a big difference. You don't put lands in your deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, every g- turn, you gain a mana automatically. And at 10 mana, you stop gaining mana. So, uh, you know, in Magic, you can play more than 10 lands. Right. right. But, in Ma- but in Hearthstone, you're limited to 10. And once you kind of ramp up to that point, you just kind of stop and just every turn, you have 10 mana to play your stuff. But in That's... Magic, you can also miss land drops, which can't happen in Hearthstone. That is true. Right? And yeah. in Magic, I find it very... Uh, rare that you have 10 mana at the end of the game. It's true. You, yeah. you you almost always miss land drops by, you know, well, you're a limited player. In, in, right, in Commander, right. we're going to hit 10 land drops more often. But <laughs> We yeah, want to hit true. 10. Yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah, but what you're saying is, yeah, how does that change the game when you think, you know, when you sort of think about it in terms of strategy? Like, you're guaranteed mm-hmm. to get, like... You know you can play that four drop next turn because you have three gems this turn and you're going to get another mana next turn kind of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely easier to, you know, play the cards you put in your deck, right? Mm -hmm. For example, in Magic, you probably have like 11 drops and 12 drops and yeah, those probably don't exist in Hearthstone for a good reason, right? Right. Right. Um, But mainly uh, mainly speaking, in Hearthstone, uh, you know you're going to play your cards a significantly higher percent chance Mm. than in Magic. Uh, even in limited, right? Right. If you ever put a seven uh, drop in your limited deck, there's gonna yeah. be some games where you just never can play it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. So uh, I'd say that because of this, you know, ten mana thing in Hearthstone, uh, you actually have to. How 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 do I put this? <laughs> you have to um, be very careful of what cards you put in your deck, right? I guess as opposed to in Magic, um, you pretty much. Are not gonna ca- see half your deck by the game. The turn, the game ends. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of similar in Commander as well, right? You're not gonna see half your deck. In Commander. Depends on yeah. what your the deck is. You might not even see thirty percent of it, depending right. on the deck. Right, yeah, right, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, now that we have some similarities out of the way, let's talk about the mm-hmm. bigger category, which is differences. Oh, so there are a lot of differences between these two games. Um, for one, Hearthstone doesn't have instant speed. Yep. Uh, they have reactionary spells, like if I attack you, something mm-hmm. triggers. But in general, you're playing mostly on your own turn, right? Yeah, that's right. So, uh, you know, you learn a lot of uh, key concepts, such mm-hmm. as, like, you need to establish an early tempo. You need to kind of... Uh, play around every single card your opponent has, but to a certain degree, right? So, for mm-hmm. example, your opponent's AoE. You can only play so much into it. You can, you know, you can't just dump your pull board out. You can hold it a little bit back. But then if they don't have the card and you didn't play your card, well, you're just passing your turn doing nothing. Right. So, um, you know, it's a delicate balance. Yeah, another big thing is that you actually choose who blocks your creatures when you're attacking in Hearthstone, whereas in Magic, you're given the option whether or not you want to block, right? Right, in Hearthstone, your turn is your turn. Mm -hmm. So the attacking player has a huge advantage. Uh, You know, a 3-4 can, you know, hit a 3-3, whereas in Magic... If you have a 3-3 three, three and, you have a th- and my opponent has a 3-4, my 3-3 three, three can live forever as long as I have life. I can mm-hmm. just choose to take the 3 damage. Right. right. Yeah. And but you can't... in Hearthstone, they just, no, I'm just going to kill your 3-3 yeah. three, three with my 3-4 and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And it does take persistent damage. So the 3-4 will become 3-1, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And then exactly. you have to heal it or whatever yeah. else, but it does make it easier to kill later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no graveyard in Hearthstone. I didn't, re- I, you know, I played a lot of Hearthstone when it first came out, but mm-hmm. I forgot about it. You just don't have access to... 
this huge resource which people right. consider really important in magic. Right. Well, some of these concepts have been um, added to the game. Mm -hmm. So for interaction in Hearthstone, you have secrets. Right. So it's kind of like trap cards in Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where it activates if you do a specific action in your turn. Uh, and for in terms of graveyard, there is a technically a graveyard, but all the graveyard, uh, you know, interacting cards are randomized. So for example, oh. priests can bring back a random card from the graveyard. Uh, a as a creature, this as a creature, not this game. Yeah, just yeah. a random, random creature, and yeah, you don't have, you don't get to choose. So it takes a lot of death away. I they guess. don't want you to have yeah. like a thing where you scroll through and decide, right? Yeah, because and it that's take a long time. Yeah, exactly, and that's because Hearthstone's philosophy is that the client has to be very clean, right? Mm -hmm. The user interface is very, you know, nice to look at, right. so that there's no like, you know, you have to click this for the graveyard, you have to click through this to look at your order of your deck or something like that. There's also a hand limit, whereas in Magic, there's technically no hand limit until you, you know, move to this card. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And I'd say one of the most important differences is Hearthstone has hero powers, so yeah. on, based on the class that you're playing. So yep. it's like, actually, it's kind of similar to Commander in a way. I was going to say, that actually mm -hmm. makes it more like Commander because, yeah, you have yeah. a thing you've always, always got access to, right. kind of. Similar. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. The priest so, can heal, or the yeah. hunter can shoot them. Shoot them down yeah. a little bit. Um, and of course, uh, Hearthstone has classes, magic has colors. Mm -hmm. And you can't like blend a priest in a warlock deck, right? You can't like have both. You have to choose one hero and play as that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, there's actually a big difference, right? So, uh, you know, priest would be pretty much the color of white in a sense. Like mm -hmm. white, blue, and rogue would be very, you know, tempo place like removal, like black, right? Um, in Magic, you can just mix and match. You can play as many as five colors. You can also be a monocolor deck or mm -hmm. even like a colors deck or whatever. Uh, in Hearthstone, you have to choose a class. And once you do that, that's a huge decision because you can only add their classes, uh, the class-specific cards, mm -hmm. and then the pool of neutral cards, which is available to everybody. Every class, yeah. right. Yeah. Again, a little like Commander in that once you choose your card, it sort of tells you, well, you can only have these colors. Right. Yeah, you in know? that sense, um, it, Hearthstone is pretty similar to yeah. Commander in that sense. And there's like, you know, there's the classless cards, which are kind of like the um, the colorless cards or right. artifact cards, and then, right. yeah, everything like your soul else rings, is like, well, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm mono-black Commander, so I can only have black cards, so I'm not That's choosing, right. yeah. Mm -hmm. But not, I would say Druid is the one that like ramps mana right with the yep. sort of the, the giant growth kind of yeah effect. druid is very green, green. Yeah, yeah definitely yeah. for sure but not every color has access to like artifact ramp that that commander decks do do they uh yeah i think druid is the only color for ramp Interesting. In, um, in hearthstone that's right it's much like limited in that sense right green uh -huh. is usually the only color that can ramp it limited right right okay well let's quickly before we go into the rest of the topic let's actually break down your history now that we've sort of sort of talked about the key differences between okay. magic and hearthstone so how did you actually find your way onto Hearthstone and on the Twitch. If you guys don't know, uh, Amaz is a pretty popular streamer mm -hmm. and Hearthstone was how you got started, correct? Yeah, so I first, uh, that's a, oh man, it takes me way this, back. The, the, yeah. This is a long story, Sai? Um, <laughs> no, it's just kind of looking back. It's kind of very interesting, right? Uh, so I started World of Warcraft, yeah. like most people. Something we all share here. <laughs> oh man, that was a great game. So I played that for seven years. Mm -hmm. uh, man, it feels like so long ago. You were but... like a raid leader and a guild leader and yeah, all that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I first started, it was my first ever, like real game, I guess, like a first MMO. Mm -hmm. uh, I started just like walking in circles, you know, <laughs> learning. <laughs> Uh, what's it called? Learning skinning and leatherworking oh, as yeah, a warrior yeah. Yeah. Oh. because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm so smart. I can craft bags now. Oh, wow. I can like <laughs> zone, like, you know, hunt down monsters for like, you know, yeah. 30 more minutes before going back to base and whatever. <laughs> yeah. Min-maxing um, from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, in my um, later half of uh, the wild days, I would be like doing the hardcore stuff like 
ray, 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 ray leading. leading, and I'm the guild master. And uh, man, that was like a full time job that didn't pay any money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> guild asked, leader is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I asked you about how you assigned because every time you do like a, a dungeon or a raid, epic loot drops and right. it's bind on pickup. And usually yeah. they have systems where if you've done so many raids, you have points you can spend and bid on. Yeah, yeah. And I asked you last night, how did you assign <laughs> items in your guild? Yeah, and, and said, I choose. I cho- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, my guild is. It's kind of like a monarchy kind of thing, but uh, you know, it's kind of all, you know all, all fun. It's kind of like a love thing. Right. But, well, they must have liked yeah. you. They must they have kept... trusted you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Because yeah. like I know, like you know, if you're gonna attend a lot of raids, then you know, this is gonna be put into good use, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a you know group trying to solve a problem, anyways. Right. right. So it, it, I don't want it to go wasted. I guess. Right. So. so how did you get into Hearthstone then? Because WoW obviously mm-hmm. made by Blizzard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Blizzard uh, announced this Hearthstone game. That was kind of like a blend of you know card games and Warcraft in general, yeah. right? Because Warcraft Three, I love Warcraft Three as well, and uh, I was like, I need to get this. Right. I, I need to get this game. It's in beta. I, I need to get a key. So I asked all my friends, all my family, like, you need to sign up for this. But I got a key myself. <laughs> so right. it was all right, you know. <laughs> and then I loaded up and I was like, yeah, this is really interesting. And I just nonstop played it. Had you, like start, yeah. had you played card games before that? Like, had you played Magic um, or Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Poker? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I was a big poker guy yeah. uh, back then. And But with card games in general, I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh with all the wrong rules. <laughs> yeah. right? That sounds like yeah. me too. And then Pokemon cards, it's just straight collecting. Because, like, yeah. I mean, come on. Who doesn't want to po- collect Pokemon cards? Right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, technically Hearthstone was my first real um, card game, if you don't count poker, I guess. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, so... I got a key, and then I was like, no, this is great. I'm just going to play this, like, forever. That actually made me kind of, like, quit WoW, I guess. I was uh-huh. like, yeah, I'm kind of done WoW now. Let's do Hearthstone. Wow. And then my friend was like, hey, you playing Hearthstone now? That's really cool. Have you heard of this um, website called Twitch? And it's a streamer. It's like, I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> so then, you know, we looked through some um, streamers and whatnot, and he's like, hey, you'd be a pretty good streamer. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I'll try it out. Because I'd be playing video games like 10 hours a day anyways, right? right. So I might as well just turn on webcam. Right, right. Finally get to make maybe a job out some, of it. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Maybe make some friends, you know? Like, yeah, that's okay. kind of a, you know, because... Yeah. At that point, you weren't thinking like oh, you would make any no, money or anything. No, I mean, come on. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dream world do we live in, yeah, everybody? Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, I told you guys over dinner, right? I was yeah. still teaching saxophone. Yeah. Because oh, that, okay. like, that was my main job. If we would have had yeah. a saxophone at the beginning. Oh, Amazing Grace on saxophone. Yeah. That would have been potentially the greatest <laughs> instrumental opening ever for us. That'd be pretty good. Okay. Anyway, so but, um, sorry. How, so, um, how often were you streaming? Like at the start? Oh, at the start, it was really, really. Um, like my schedule was like two hours on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And that's oh, okay. It. Yeah. So very casual. Uh, I, at first, I thought it was like. I'm not that interesting <laughs> to like look at more than six hours a week, really. Right. And uh, yeah, I'm just like, okay, let's start with that. And then, you know, it, things just started going off really, really well because, you know, I play Priest mainly in Hearthstone and it was regarded as the worst class yeah. in the game because, you know, all the class does is steal other classes' cards and yeah. do them like a bit worse, right? It's funny because like, white's the worst color in Commander. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Um. Yeah, okay. I mean, Priest <laughs> is more white-blue. In the sense, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah controlly, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, controlly kind of thing and always reactive. 
So, so yeah, and people go like, how are you winning with priest, right? Like, it's just, this is not supposed to win. And then back then, Artosis, uh, mm-hmm. the StarCraft yep. guy, yep. Uh, he was very big into it too, right? And he was playing Warrior. And I would match up against him ladder a lot because we were both really high ranked or whatever. Uh-huh. And there's not a lot of people in beta, right? Right. And I would consistently crush him. It was hilarious because <laughs> I would steal his Warrior cards and I was still the perfect combo. Like, uh, you know, there's a card that gains five armor and mm-hmm. then there's a card that deals damage based on your armor, right? Yeah. So if I steal only that card, it wouldn't do anything. Yeah, just steal then, both pieces. <laughs> yeah, then would, I would laugh so hard whenever that <laughs> happens. And then people were like, wow, I'm going to check out your stream. So uh, yeah, I got pretty lucky in the fact that kind of I was in the right place at the right time. In a you sense. chose a niche almost. Yeah, kind of. Because, you know, it just made me happy to play like bad classes. I like underdog cards a lot, mm-hmm. like uh, even in like magic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. How long did it take before you, you know, from the time you started on Twitch and you were only doing six hours a week till when you were, that was kind of what you were doing? Um, so, uh, I gradually added more days. So I did five days a week, mm-hmm. two hours, and then it became three hours. And then after that, I kind of like, well, this is kind of working out. Right. Um, you know, teams are starting picking me up. And then I was like, wow, I'm considered by esports team. I feel so, <laughs> I feel so special. So then I uh, gradually told my students that I'm gonna try the streaming thing out, and then you know, gonna pursue it full time. How? But how? How? What was the length of time do you think between when you started and when you kind of stopped teaching saxophone yeah, think, and and were like, I'm okay, a Twitch okay. streamer. So there was a period of six months when wow. I was streaming and teaching, uh-huh. and before I actually, you know, just that's did, pretty did fast. Yeah, that is really fast. Um. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, and you play Control Priest, is how you describe the archetype to me, right? Yeah, Control Priest. And it's, of course, white and blue is known as the control colors in Magic. Yeah. So that, that would be the best sort of example of that, right? Oh, man, Control is so much easier in Magic. <laughs> 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 you have Counterspell? You can counter... I know, you, you can know, stop things from actually happening. Yeah, I know, yeah. So yeah. when did this eventually lead into Magic the Gathering? Okay, so after I joined the Hearthstone team... Mm-hmm. Uh, we would like you know Skype online and just practice for tournaments and just talk about stuff, right? And eventually, uh, I actually visited Texas and yeah. we were just had like a, we were just practicing in the gaming house or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And then after Hearthstone practice sessions, they would always talk about magic, and I was like, okay, that's cool. I mean, I kind of want to you know get into conversation or whatever, right? So if you guys ever have a chance to you know introduce me to the game, then let me know. Yeah. And then <laughs> they, the first time you played, what first was time it? was played. Uh, they had a spot open. They were like, "Oh, missing person for Magic." So uh, can you come and join us? We mm-hmm. really need a person. I was like, "Okay, sure. I'll just quit my Hearthstone game." I walked downstairs. I remember this. And then I sat under sat under the table. There were seven other drafters. Oh, your first thing was like a draft with eight people. It was Modern Cube. <laughs> That Just was your a, first time playing Magic? A casual so entryway. Good. Yeah, I still remember my first card. Like, I looked at my pack. First card was Necromancy. Oh. And it was the old wording. Yeah. So it was like so a you're essay? just like a million words. What the <laughs> hell is this game? Yeah, 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 <laughs> Compared yeah. to Hearthstone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, mean, I was good at Hearthstone, so yeah. maybe I've assumed that I could have been fine. But no, no, no. I was like, guys. Yeah, this makes <laughs> this no sense. I need some help. So they told me to draft Mono Green. I did that. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> they just leave it open I, for you? Yeah, at least I did something. Like, you know. And then I was like, wow. Uh, I, I, there's also a moment where my opponent attacked with 2-2 death touch yeah. had two creatures I was like uh, okay double block and then it was like no effects I was like okay oh 
okay, your, your guy dies. And then it's like, well, both your guys die. It's like, wait, that's not how it works in Hearthstone. <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah. Like, damage, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a weird one. Yeah. So obviously a lot of rules, things to get over. Uh, and eventually, I mean, if if we if you were listening to this story now and I told you that Amaz played at Pro Tour Kyoto, you probably wouldn't believe me mm-hmm. based on that story alone. But you yeah. did play at PT Kyoto. How yeah. did that all come about? Now, I know we're jumping up pretty far ahead in time here at this point. Okay, so this would be like, Oh man, two years? Yeah, pretty recently. Something like that. Well, no, two years after after that story. Uh-huh. Which is first so Modern yeah. Cube first experience with magic ever. Fast forward two years, and you're at Pro Tour Kyoto. Yeah, <laughs> quite it's the pretty story. Pretty crazy. That is kind of crazy, I guess. So yeah, I was given an invite, and then um, I th- I, no, back then actually, I don't know, I'm supposed to say this, but uh, Wizards actually invited like multiple people yeah. for Pro Tour Kyoto, but I'm the only one who said Same yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then when they announced me as like on a special invite, it's like, oh shoot, I'm the only one. <laughs> oh yeah. So, but um, I mean, yeah. special invites have gone out at most Pro Tours. Yeah, there's I heard about Day 9 has yeah, had yeah, one yeah, yeah. yeah, people yeah. don't realize, but there's usually a couple slots that are special yeah, yeah, invites yeah. at all, every Pro Tour. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. So I'm, like they announced me now. So yeah. I was like, okay, let's start looking for a team. And then pretty much nobody wanted me. <laughs> it's like, who wants to scrub with their team? You know, yeah. you're like dead weight or whatever. So I was like, all right, sure. I was like, maybe I'll just practice myself, do my best or whatnot. But then uh, I was very fortunate because Li Xitian, right. uh, you know, who's pretty good DM. at magic. Yeah, yeah pretty he's, out. he's pretty good. And yeah. uh, he's in the Hall of Fame now, <laughs> yep, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, he reached out to me actually on Twitter and was like, hey, uh, we, 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 I saw you that you, you know, got an invite. Uh, do you want to practice with us, right? And I was like, yeah. At that point, I didn't even know who he was. I was like, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Anybody yes, yes, yes. that asked that question, you were going to yeah, say yeah, yes yeah. to. Exactly. Well, he's also a Hong Kong native, right? Yeah, yeah. He's also not going to like you know Hong Kong band together kind of right, thing. Right, right. Um, and then it turned out that his team was really good. Well, of course, yeah. Yeah, he's a pro Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. It's not just him, but his team. Yeah. Like the the team that was kind of Asia Pacific team that yeah. he, uh-huh. he made. Dude, those guys are insane. Yeah. Yeah. So good and. and um, I remember this particularly, and this is a, delving a little off topic, but the public reaction was pretty negative when your special invite got announced, right? Yeah. I, I remember seeing a lot of people very upset that they would give, I mean, for them, it was like, this person's coming from Hearthstone, he's not a Magic player, why mm-hmm. is he getting a special invite? But you've yeah. been playing a lot of Magic at that point. Um, I have, but at the same time, I can still see, like, people can, some people have, like, most of the people have played Magic more than me. Right, right, right. Point, oh, of course. Because right? yeah. I just kind of started. Um, yeah, I told my friends about this, and my friends were all like, yeah, it's fine. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, in their words, Magic com- players complain about everything, you know? It's true. I was just yeah. going to say, the special <laughs> invite complaining is still going on, not for you yeah. now, but for yeah, the, for for the next people, round of yeah. people. Yeah, like, yeah, does, they're just gonna... So then, it's, but I mean, it still felt kind of bad, right? I mean, obviously. Right, Because right. it's like, it's, it's happy to me, you know? It's obviously fine if I'm reading news about everybody else, but, yeah. you know, it feels kind of demoralizing. But, you know, once I'm in the team house and I'm just playing Magic and my main goal was just to, you know, do the best I can. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just, like... I, I just need to, like, not screw up, I guess, if I ever go on camera, right? Right. And then it, 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 things, the worries kind of started going away because it's more about the game and not about other people. It's more about, you know, That's just true. playing it. It's all about the game. Yeah. Indeed. I guess. <laughs> uh, and what was the format of Pro Tokyo, though? It was uh, Hour of Devastation. Ah. Uh, so, so limited? So it was limited, limited Hour of Devastation, standard. which was insane set, huge fan. And then the standard was right before the rotation. Mm-hmm. So, so it was like it, it was, the biggest it could be. Oh my God, it was a huge pool. How'd you do? Um, I did too. 
So that was cool. <laughs> yeah, take that, haters. Yeah. Take that, haters. And then I remember at a point where uh, day two, I 3 0 the draft. Oh. And then I was still in contention. And then Li Shitian wasn't. <laughs> we joked about it a lot. It was really funny. Yeah. But uh, man, that was, uh, that was a really fun time because that was also the pro tour where Yami, uh, Yam, I, I, like, I, I, you guys recognize him because he was the one who attacked yeah, the hazard. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He was in our team. That big miss point. And yeah, man, that was, that was a very memorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right at that point, we were all like, oh, he's going to win. He, yeah. Because it's he lethal. drew lethal. Yeah. yeah. But then he, he Attacks, went to his attack step. Right. And then, dude, two of our members actually like Start crying. Start crying. Oh, <laughs> so I mean, that was in the finals, right? Yeah. That was in the semifinals. semifinals. And then PB went on to win yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. thing because yeah. of that game. You know, yeah. Usually, you kind of like have that one key moment, and that's like the, you know. Yeah, that's a very win. famous moment in Magic history. Yeah, now, so I, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you guys would know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, remember <laughs> I can picture him in my head. I just said, I yeah, forgot his name. Yeah. That was, yeah. Uh, that was insane. So, since then, you've played at a lot of Magic events. You top 8 mm-hmm. at GP since then, right? Yeah, top 8 at Mexico. That was cool. And then, so. That was that qualified me for another the London. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So PT London was that was terrible. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! But then uh, after I went out, there was this there was a GP happening afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. So then I guess it was kind of fortunate because I top eighted that one. <laughs> wow! And then uh, yeah, I guess I'm queued for Barcelona now, and I still ha- I, I I apparently made silver, so I can qualify for the next one too, which I don't know where when it is. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How much of your success at Magic do you think can be tied to concepts and stuff that you learned in Hearthstone? Yeah, that's um, that's a big question. For yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, uh, a broad yeah. sense, do you yeah. think that there are some direct lines? That, you know, you don't have to get super specific, right. but yeah, yeah. But uh, in general, um, you know, there's a lot of things that card games you can learn from each other, right? It's very right. easily integrated. So stuff like card advantage, mm-hmm. uh, tempo, you know, yeah, these concepts of like, you know, how important is life in this situation. Right. They, they, they kind of, you know, share a correlation, I guess. Right. Um, going into magic, though, um, I feel like I'm very well equipped in the concept of tempo mm-hmm. because Hearthstone was such a tempo-based game. We, we talked about how, you know, if you have a 3-4 and your opponent's only holding three mana, three threes and whatnot, then like, he's so far behind like mm-hmm. he can't catch up because your 3-4 is effectively training 2 for 1 right uh, so I'm a very well your 3-4 tempo- blocks all their 3-3s three forever yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah, right yeah. but then it, it, it's kind of in a standoff too right because yeah. in magic if you have if you have two bears, so two grizzly bears, and your opponent is a 3-3, three, three, none of you guys can attack each other. So right. there's a standoff. But in Hearthstone, that never happens, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I can bring the concept of tempo to magic where I, where I just want to never create that situation, right? I, if my opponent's playing 3-3s, three, mm-hmm. I never want to be in a spot where, you know, I'm playing two two twos and nothing's happening. Or maybe... because right, they just kill your thing and still have something left. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. maybe if we're stuck in that situation, I want to put a fly on the table or right. something like that so that I can keep on doing what I want to do. Right. right. Yeah. And Tempo, for those of you that don't know, it's just basically how is the game progressing? Who's the beatdown? Are you attacking? Are you defending? Are you ahead? Are you behind? What can you do to disrupt your opponent's plan and sort of shift the mm-hmm. uh, the tone and like pace of the game in your favor? Yeah. Um, and it's you, a resource thing too, right? It's, yeah. Tempo has a lot to do yeah. with like I spent why one mana to negate something you spent three mana on. Right. Yeah, that's and like that, mana advantage too. Yeah. 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 But in simple terms, uh, to people who are just starting at card games, I just tell people that tempo is what's on the board. 
Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you have more stuff on the board, you have more tempo. That's right. usually how it goes. And we talked a lot about cards and limited yesterday when I was discussing this with you. And <laughs> and you said that tempo is the key to victory because yes. oftentimes you're going to have more commons and fillers than bombs. Yes. So you can't rely on the bombs to win you games. You have to rely on this concept of tempo instead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so let's put, like, look in the world of limited for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in sealed especially, if you open a pool that's like, not really bomb heavy, you know, your mythic rares are not as crazy as like Oketra <laughs> or like any of the gods in the new right, set, right. right? Then like, how do you win if you just play a fair game against your opponent who has one, right? You're just gonna keep on trading one for one and then as soon as they resolve that card, you just lose. Right. So the way to win is your tempo. You kind of like curve out against them. And then, you know, like I said, if your opponent's a one life, all your creatures are Oketras. Right. Because oh, whatever attack you do it in their face, they're dead. Right. So getting your opponent as low as possible and uh, you know with their life total actually has a huge benefit to your cards and your creatures in general because mm-hmm. like you get different evaluations, right? Like lava axe becomes you win if you right. have the only opponent right. five life. Right, right, right. So uh, yeah, card evaluations certainly change right. a lot. I and- think we're trained in Magic and in Commander too to like hmm. never take card disadvantage. That's right. Which I think is a a big level of moment for good magic players is to learn that sometimes card disadvantage is fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like sometimes card disadvantage is to your advantage yep. and you have to know the spots where, because we get trained like, just never give my opponent a two for one. Ever. That's right. right. That's right. right. Yeah. But sometimes my best chance to win and my best play is actually to, for me to be okay with this two for one because it gets mm-hmm. me to an advantage somewhere else like in tempo or something like that. Yeah. Oh, this brings up a great point because in Hearthstone, I learned that very early on Winning with like five cards and winning with zero cards is the same thing. Right, right. right? And if you kind of won with five cards, then if those five cards were zero mana deal one damage, like there's a card in Hearthstone called Moonfire, right? Zero yeah. mana deal one damage is kind of a Gut shot right? is similar. Yeah, gut shot, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like like that's not a good card. But then if those were those cards were zero mana deal one damage, then you would have won that game much easier. Right. Right. So even like two for ones, you know, you need to be able to use the cards you draw. Right, yeah. right. Instead of just holding on to yeah, it, just exactly. being like, I don't want to attack into that combat trick. There's been a lot of times in limited where it's like, my only way I'm going to win this, because I know my opponent has to catch her, is to kill them in the air. Mm-hmm. They offer up a flyer, and I'm like, well, I'm going to have to divine arrow and block to kill this, because the only way I'm going to win is if they don't play another flyer and they can peck at them in the air. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, uh, threat assessment's very important. Right. And, uh, you know, in Hearthstone, same thing. If you only have, like, two kill spells in your deck, and your opponent has, like, maybe a 6-6 six, six on the board, mm-hmm. that's really scary. Maybe you just, like you know, throw all your creatures into it and maybe take some six damage in the face right. because you know they have a Ragnaros or like, like an 8-8. Eight, eight, like a, a huge Legendary, thing. like a huge, huge right. creature. You need that spell to deal with that. Right, right. right. You have a bunch yeah. of spells that'll deal with the 6-6. Six, six. They're called the little creatures. In yeah. <laughs> right? But you don't have anything that'll deal with the big bombs. Yeah, yeah. The big bombs you, yeah. So you gotta save it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so play prediction too is something mm-hmm. you learn from Hearthstone because you know the other opponent's deck really well and you also know, in Magic for instance, if mm-hmm. they have four mana you know they have a five drop, you don't necessarily know if they're gonna be able to play next turn, but you mm-hmm. know that for effect in Hearthstone because they're going to get one mana each turn. Yeah, um, I guess tells is very important in any card game, right? Mm-hmm. In Magic, there's uh, I think there's a lot more tells in Magic, right? Because like if your opponent doesn't play a land drop, then oh wow, his his hand is loaded, right? right? And then if your opponent passes an open mana, then you know there's a lot of information you can get from that. Uh, same thing with Hearthstone. If your opponent uses Hero Power, which is the two mana thing that you can do every turn, then you probably know that you know he doesn't have a spectacular thing going on. So uh, you know you kind of do like. Elimination, right? Process of elimination. Process of elimination. Right. Yeah, I used to go like, okay, he doesn't have that, he doesn't have that. Okay, let's play around that. Let's punish him because he doesn't have an answer to this. Mm-hmm.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. All right, well, those are some lessons that we learned from Hearthstone. Let's talk about things that you can learn from magic. And this is actually a funny story that you told me again last night, right. which is that the rules are very important in magic. And I think one of the big differences, again, between the two games is that magic is a far more complex game than Hearthstone is. The yes. barrier for entry to Magic is much higher. And yep. you actually didn't play in GPs or events because you felt like your knowledge of the rules wasn't strong enough for you to participate in them. Yeah, so my first session match was in an FNM. Uh, it was Magic Origins Pre Release, I remember. Okay. Because my first card I pulled is with a Gideon flip Planeswalker, right? Oh, nice. oh my god. I was Kithian? like Yeah, Kithian. Yeah. I was like, this card sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then all my all my friends were like, no no no, it's like one mana two one, so many abilities. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to play one shot? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I remember this very fondly because my first opponent, um, you know, uh, my first round opponent, I, I when we first started the game, I was like, hey, it's my first game. I don't really know the rules. Kind of go easy on me, right? And it's pretty friendly at first, yeah. you know? It's like, okay, sure. And then it was a very close game, and he was about to win, but then I topped that like, languish, right? Oh, the minus four, minus yeah, four, the board. Right, right, board and then he got so salty. Like, he got <laughs> visually angry. It's like, maybe like, it was like, how can the first time player like beat me like this, right? Right. So then, this is the. So we didn't know the, you would go on to top eight multiple GPs and play in the play Pro, the pro tour. tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but going back from after the long. Now he brags about yeah, the story in a different like, way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's another, another perspective. But uh, he was very angry, visually salty. So on his turn, he drew a card, but he actually like drew two cards. Like, uh, so then, so then he was and you like, saw it. Yeah, yeah, it was so obvious. I mean, come on, yeah, it's yeah. like so obvious. And then he he put them in very close to his chest. Slip one down, slip one down the side, <laughs> and then resolved uh, Priest of the Forgotten Gods. Or, no, 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 the um, Priest of the Blood, right? No, 2-2 two, two, that makes a 5-5 five, five flying. Oh, right, okay. right. The the when yeah. It, yeah, that, the little guy that comes in with the Yeah, the, the yeah, 5 yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can't beat that. So I lose. So then after that, I was like, so I told my friends, I was like, hey, uh, you know, this guy's kind of cheating, right? right? And then they were like, oh, you should tell a judge or whatever, right? And I was like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. I'm just kind of playing for fun, I guess. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't really have to deal with that situation at that point. Like, I, right, I, I right, don't right. like to, you know, go into conflict as much. Well, and on a digital yeah. game, you would never have to. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's right. like... I mean, like, we don't have to, like, like, I've heard about a lot of stories about shuffling stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We're, 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 we're you know, for the record, do. everybody out there, if yeah. you've never been to a LGS or even if you have and you anything shady even crosses your mind that's going on, just call the judge. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, that's their job. That's why they want to make the experience as fun and, of course, 
fair for everyone yeah. as yeah. possible. Yeah. But yeah, and, at that point, I was like, you know, kind of a mixture of everything. You know, I was kind right. of scared, kind of like don't know what to do. Yep, kind yep. of like, yeah, my friends told me this F and M is like doesn't doesn't matter. Like there's no prizes or anything. Like apparently there was a prize like packs or whatever. I was like, okay, if you want to do that for packs, then you can take then my go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's fine. So um, yeah, um, but then that kind of had a lasting effect because I was like, well. Uh, there's a GP coming around, there's GP Texas, mm -hmm. or it was kind of near Texas, it was an Origins one. And I didn't join because I was scared that because I don't know all the interactions and whatnot that people can just do whatever they want. And right. I have to trust And them. get around. Right, yeah. I have to like go like, yo, I don't know. So yeah, I guess you can do whatever. You just said you did. <laughs> you said you did. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Again, yeah. just call the judge if you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so The judge can be like, yeah, they can do that. Cool. Yeah. Like the but then I also don't want to be like a pain and go like, oh, I'm just going to have to ask for every yeah, situation yeah. Right, right now. So I just practiced more. And then for Battle of Zanikar, which is the next set, then I started actually. Then you felt comfortable enough yeah, yeah, yeah. with the like, interactions. Yeah, because like there's so many interaction points, right? Because yeah. like you have to pass priority so much. There's phases. Like the death touch thing, like I would never know until you actually, that actually happened, right? Right, right. So I think looking back, the best way to learn magic is really just to have someone like teach you or like mentor you and because, to play enough that certain situations come up yeah like play with you yeah right because you just have all these questions that uh just pop up it's like hard the to most answer, random right? questions like, yeah yeah like you like as a, as a pro right now like you would even think that's like a, a thing like mm -hmm. you know can i play like two lines a turn Right. right, something like that, and it's like the answer is like sometimes. <laughs> right? yeah. Well, it depends. Yeah, you're like magic. You only draw thirty percent of your deck. I'm like, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> um, it's funny too because uh, I would say that the you know like you being such a pro, it is it is very interesting that the rules are tantamount and playing. Mm -hmm. You also said playing on Modo and mm -hmm. playing on MTG Arena is a great way to make sure those uh, lessons are learned. You should also watch our episode on the stack which uh, Josh crafted up a few episodes back. That's a very good the informative episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, okay, another thing about magic that I, th I found as a very cool point is that cards, you said, are typically worse, especially in limited. Like Magic mm -hmm. cards are typically worse than their Hearthstone, like, mana yes. equivalent. Yes, okay. mana yeah. equivalent. And yeah. you're talking about what a budget is in terms mm -hmm. of a card. So yeah. in Hearthstone, you said this card has a budget of six. So a two mana two two in limited is totally acceptable, mm -hmm. but that wouldn't be in Hearthstone. So how do you determine the budget of a card? Okay, so, um, you know, going across the whole point is that if you put a magic deck and face it against a Hearthstone deck, the Hearthstone deck will win. Right? Yeah. yeah, because the power level of Hearthstone cards are generally higher. Um, what I mean by budget is that you just look at a creature's stats, mm -hmm. you add both the power and toughness up, and then you give a value to whatever effect it has. Right. So, for example, uh, Hearthstone, there's a called Knife Juggler. Back then, there was a 2 mana 3 2. Oh, yeah. With Whenever you another creature enters the battlefield under your control, so whenever you summon another creature, uh, it deals one damage to a random target. So I give that like a, a two mana three two, two mana with three a two. big upside, with a, with a huge upside. upside, and that is just a normal card. Okay, that's, that's just not a even like a great yeah, card. Yeah, that's, yeah. Not a, that's, that's, that's yeah. fine, you know. <laughs> like you put it in your deck because that would it's be. Good. That four, would be pretty good in four heart. or five mana in, in magic. magic. Yeah. yeah. Easily. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, five mana just, there's a card that's five like, mana play it, and draw one card. Yeah. Right? If it was a rare, it'd right. be like two red black. And if it was uncommon, it would probably be three red black or three black yeah. black or something. Something yeah. crazy like that. Yeah. But uh, my point for budget is that Blade Juggler would have like, or Knife Juggler would have some. <laughs> 
Blade Jack we have a Blade Jack. Yeah, I know, yeah. that's why. <laughs> it's a good card. <laughs> <laughs> but that would have a budget of like six because three plus two is five. The fact that it's kind of like one, so six, right? Yeah. So then usually when I look at a Hearthstone card, uh, it has to kind of have like six or more to be a good two drop, right? Mm -hmm. So six or more total power and toughness. Six to be or more good... total budget. Oh I yeah, guess. yeah, like yeah. or power level, whatever you want to put it. Right? Oh, three two yeah, plus yeah. and the yeah, three two plus thing, or just a three yeah. three vanilla creature or whatever, right. right? So then looking at look at magic cards, it's uh, I use this way to kind of evaluate if a card is good or not, right? Mm -hmm. So a two mana two two that gains two life. Right, it's kind of have like a four point five because yeah. staying life is kind of not really yeah. worth it, right? Right. So then, and then I was playing limited at that time in Origins, and most cards tend to have a power level of like two times their mana cost. Yeah. So generally speaking, uh, you know, magic cards are kind of like much worse, mm -hmm. right? So like a three mana two three flying is like really really good. Yeah. Right. It's like insane, <laughs> and of course <laughs> it has to have a rider of like it can only block flying creatures. It was a, it was a magic origin. Right. 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 Though. So then, but, yeah. it has to have like a downside because it's yeah, so the good. Downside, yeah. Because yeah. it was so good. Because flying is worth a lot of budget, right? Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, going from Hearthstone to Magic, I definitely have this kind of concept, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, helps me learn cards. Uh, you know, pick up the cards and know which ones Evaluate good or not really them better. Yeah, Is it yeah, hard yeah. to switch back and forth? Like, if you play Magic a bunch, like, let's say you go to GP mm -hmm. and you play Magic all weekend, then you go to sit down at a Hearthstone. Do you have to, like, yeah. retune your brain, or is it yeah. just... Yeah, <laughs> there was definitely a time where I played both games at once, yeah. but, yeah, you kind of don't, because, like, they're, they're just... There's, there's a lot of shared concepts, mm -hmm. like, like we said, like, card advantage, tempo, you know, mana cost, whatever, but they're so fundamentally different that it's easy to just switch from one to the other. It's, like, kind of, like, running and... You know, eating, I guess. Yeah, running like, and some other right. physical yeah, activity, like you, rowing yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. when you eat, you don't need to put on shoes. So when you play, personally, <laughs> you don't put lands in your deck. Right, right, right. I see, yeah, I see, yeah, I see. Something like that. Um, and you said this too, which is you learn to treasure cards more highly because the card quality is lower, but you have land draws. Mm -hmm. So you have the potential to just not draw anything. So the, the, if you have one card in your hand mm -hmm. and you know your deck has other cards, that, that card could be the most important cards in the top like three or four cards of your deck if the rest of those cards are just lands, right? Right. So uh, another way mm -hmm. to phrase this is um, uh, in Magic, there are dead draws. Right. Uh, so so in card games in general, there are always dead draws, right? So for example, if it's the beginning of a game, you draw a 10 mana card, you can't cast in any game, right? Right. But Magic has an even more dead draws because <laughs> you just draw lands. if you don't have enough lands and you draw anything... You can't, you can't play it, it, right? Right. If you have, uh, if you have, a, you know, just a lot of lands and it's late game, and you draw another land, then it's a dead draw. Mm -hmm. So in Magic, there are definitely more dead draws, I see. which means that uh, things that you cast, things that you play, like creatures or spells or even anything, right? Like you planeswalkers or whatever, you need to treasure them more because you're not guaranteed a draw card at the beginning of a turn. Mm -hmm. Whereas every other card game, you are guaranteed a card. Right, in Magic, yeah. some percentage of the time it's Some percentage of the time, you just, you just so lose card. your card draw, yeah. Yeah. Right, in a sense. I yeah. see, yeah. I see. That's interesting. And how do you? How does that manifest itself when you're playing, as far as treasuring the cards? So you really need to know... like okay, So small decisions that people think are kind of like trivial. So if I play a 2-2, and your opponent plays a 2-2, and then you just trade it off, people think it's like, oh, that's pretty normal. Right. But I think it's like, you need to think about this a little bit more, right? right like, right. especially if the 2 have extra effects, right? Because mm -hmm. there's definitely a deck that wants a 2-2 on the field more than the other deck. Yeah, right? every War of the Spark deck if it would rather have the 2-2 on the field yep. to attack a Planeswalker or protect theirs. Yep. Right. Exactly. So my point is, there is a 2-2 that's worth more. Yeah. And you need to figure it out. Whether and your 2-2 is worth more yeah. or theirs. And if theirs is worth more, then you they want trade. to trade it off. Yeah. And then you get a little of edge there, right? Just a yeah. tiny little edge. It's, yeah. All I think, the tiny edges. Yeah. That reminds me of like Vampire Opportunist, which is a 2-1, mm -hmm. but it has an activated ability to make your opponent lose life and yeah. you gain life. Yeah. 
And it's one of those ones I've seen traded away really quickly in the beginning of the game. But mm-hmm. it's also like, if your deck doesn't have ways to kill them with just combat, and you need mm-hmm. that extra edge, then that 2-1 is actually worth a lot more than their vanilla 2-2, whatever it is that they're playing. Yeah, and also going back to Hearthstone, this wouldn't even be a choice. Because if your opponent has a 2-2 and you have a 2-2, they'll trade. Mm-hmm. One person would like every trade. time? Yeah. Oh, somebody will because they can attack it directly. Because you can choose your attack, right? right. But and in Magic, if you have a 3-mana three 3-3 three, in your hand, that's actually very interesting because now you can choose to not trade and play a 3-3 three, three, and the 3-3 three, three blanks the 2-2. Two, two, right. right, and so now you still have a 2-2 two, yeah. two, and you blank their 2-2. Yeah. Their two, two, exactly. So, yeah. so this interaction is something that doesn't exist in Hearthstone. Ah, interesting. Okay. And you also said control in Magic is much better because of counters, but because you get to play two turns instead yes. of one. Yes, So when you pass and do nothing, as you know, all blue-white control right. that. Hearthstone, that's horrible, right? <laughs> yeah, it, well, with Hearthstone, you can't pass. If you pass your turn, it's a disaster, Yeah. right? right. Not doing anything. Right. That's why the priest hero power is so bad, because it heals for two, but you're already full health, so. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so people, that's why priest is kind of like the, back, the worst class. Right. Yeah, because you can't use it when yeah. you've got nothing else to do sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You basically pass your turn, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, Paladin will make it 1-1. One, one. For two mana, which right. is like insane, right? Bonkers. Um, but yeah, going back to what we're saying. Counter spells. Counter spells, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you pass your turn and hold up your three mana for your opponent, uh, then you just kind of like eye on them and see what they do. And if they do nothing, you can play your draw card spell. Mm-hmm. If they do something, then it's really scary that you can counter it. So then you they use their mana on their turn and use your mana on their turn and then you get a fresh turn. It's almost like Vidalcanori's power, right? Well, Pretty that much. is exactly it yeah. because it, it, that's what it lets you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So the, the fact that you can actually have double the mana in that pre- in that precise two steps, mm-hmm. which is your opponent's end step and your draw, uh, and your upkeep step, ah. that's like playing two turns at once. Yeah, it allows you to sort of skip ahead. Yeah, and that's yeah. so powerful, right? That's, uh, that's the first things that I kind of like grasped on is like, wow, instants are great. Yeah, yeah. instants <laughs> are wow. great. Yeah. And while we did talk about Magic having, in general, like the power level of limited cards and being less exciting, you said that Magic actually can create more exciting cards, where mm-hmm. Hearthstone expansions have new legendaries, both limited effects, but Magic's philosophy, some cards can just strictly be better as they go up the rarity chain. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember, um, man, Archangel Avacyn. Yes, oh, yeah. great card. Jeez, like... That, that, that thing has so many <laughs> the, one, the one that flips over and like blows <laughs> everything like, yeah. like, okay it flips and does what now yeah, <laughs> like, oh yeah. so um, magic is built in a way where these rares and mythic rares can be like three four even five effects stapled onto a creature mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like there's so many effects which makes it so much more so much more cool right but in uh, Hearthstone's philosophy is that because it needs to be easily watchable because mm-hmm. it's a game designed to be watchable. Twitch and tournaments and right. stuff like that, right? Each creature can only do one thing, right, in Hearthstone. So, uh, you know, throughout, you know, the seven expansions that Hearthstone has and more than seven expansions that Magic <laughs> has, um, you start to notice a pattern where there's only so many versions of this creature deals damage when it enters play that Hearthstone can do. Right. Whereas in Magic... You can have a lot of different things with uh, right. that, and you can just make your own keywords and stuff like that, right? So magic in general, because of um, because also of the strictly better cards, right? Mm-hmm. Like a two, like a common can actually just be strictly worse than like a mythic rare or whatever, right. Right? right? This creates kind of like an excitement moment where wow, I kind of like got this mythic rare out of a booster, or hmm, uh, I'm gonna actually put this in and upgrade it from my previous commander cards. Right, right. right. This is just, just better than this card, so I'll take this out and yeah, put that yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Strictly so, better. But so, so Hearthstone yeah. doesn't have any strictly better cards like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Hearthstone's yeah. Hearthstone's philosophy is kind of like a free to play model in a sense, right. where you know all the cards are kind of like. But there's all there's always a card where it's just 
better than the other, mm-hmm. right? So there's no card that kind of trumps it in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for example, like a two three vanilla creature can sometimes be better than a two three of text because it's a beast. And like, uh, there's only certain tribes that matter in Hearthstone. Right. It doesn't like doesn't count everything, right? I see. So there's always there's never a strictly better in Hearthstone. Hmm. Right. Yeah. And I guess one of the final things to talk about Magic is one they've had 25 years to make mistakes and mm-hmm. fix them and yeah. uh, ban so many cards and, and learn from them. Right. Yeah. Hearthstone has had a much more smaller amount of time to sort of have that evolution. Um, and I guess the biggest thing about Magic that is probably the that leads to the most exciting stuff is that you can splash, you can build different things, you can bo- join as many colors together as you want, you can be as greedy as you want. Yeah, that's something that doesn't also happen in Hearthstone. I yeah. mean, you know, outside of special events, uh, normal Hearthstone games are you pick a class, and then you have to cost cards, and you have the neutral cards, like I said before. Mm-hmm. So technically speaking, you're only playing with about 20% of the game's pool, since there's nine classes, and then there's the neutral, which is another 10%, so you get a 10% there and a 10% there. That's I it, see. right? Whereas in Magic, you can have you can have a greedy five you know, color right. decks of whatever you want to put in, you know, whatever. I mean, your consistency is going to be a little bit harder to manage. Yeah. But at least you have the option. You have the option to go crazy. Right? Is that ever frustrating to you? Like, because you could see like a hunter card and a priest card and be like, mm-hmm. I can make a cool, you know, interaction yes. there, right. but I can never do that. Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Is that a... I mean, man, imagine <laughs> if you could, right? Yeah. That would be so... <laughs> so you've had these thoughts awesome. before. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they did special events where they did like dual class arenas before and uh-huh. whatnot, but it's not a staple. Oh, I wish it was. The more options when you are, you know, given to deck build or brew or something mm-hmm. like that, the better, right? Like you just, the, the world is your oyster in magic, yeah, yeah. kind of in the sense. Of it. Man, magic definitely is awesome. Okay, I'm going to put this one up to the audience here. Uh, try and guess Amaz's three favorite colors in order, and then we're going to we'll give him 10 seconds, and then you're going to okay. say what it is. Uh, okay. So Wait, wait, does uh, the stretch know? Well, I mean, I read it on the sheet. Oh, come on. Yeah. I knew what number what one. Heck? I knew what number one would be, but I didn't know the other two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't know I wasn't supposed he to play, look. He plays like, control yeah, priest. All right, you've had enough time, he audience. Plays control priest. Priest. He plays control priest. Yeah. What do you think his favorite colors are? And they are. Okay, so blue is blue is just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. E- like that's not a surprise. That one I would have yeah, guessed. Like instants are just. Yeah. My ball. Oh my god. All right, and uh, my second player is black. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you know, removal. You know, card. Dr- that can just actually do anything. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Black, is that black, in the commander? Black can as well? do everything. Yes. yes. Yeah. Commander yes. like black can. You're just do actually everything. right now. You've just. I think these. Those are considered the top two colors in mm-hmm. commander. Green, black, and green. Black, black green. Bl- yeah. Okay. Eh, it's hard to parse because blue is actually probably more represented in the like more competitive commander. But okay. anyway, black is the best singular color. Yes. Singular. So when it's by itself, okay. because like monocolor. Yeah. Black is the best because, like you oh, said, yeah, it like can a, do everything. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Besides, well, right? yeah, besides <laughs> removing enchantments and artifacts. Yeah. Blue is historically but. seen as the most powerful just because it's... Just in all of magic, yeah. yeah all of magic, yeah. Mar- 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 Mar was saying that black can remove enchantments in the future set. Oh. oh. He said that? Yeah, yeah. He said he... Oh, I didn't see that, there. so... Thank you, Mara. So, I need that. I can just do everything. Just pay some life. Yeah. It seems black's doing fine without that, actually, so I don't know that I'm in favor of So, and your third... Most favorite color? Do we already say it? We yeah, say it. it's it's white. So Esper. you're an Esper guy. Esper. I'm, Esper. I, I, I love Esper, and because um, like it just kind of like encompasses everything. Like mm-hmm. you can just do anything you want, and uh, you know white is flexible. It's kind of boring, you know, <laughs> if you look at the color <laughs> just by itself. But I really like white's flicker effects. Right. Mm-hmm. So then you know blue and black creatures usually have ETBs. So you know Esper flicker is kind of my thing. Yeah. Yeah. And your favorite version of the of the game to play is limited, right? Yep. And my favorite Esper archetype 
Oh. It's Esper Aggro. Esper, Esper Aggro. <laughs> which, you which is weird because you're like, I'm a control yeah. player, but I yeah. like Esper Aggro. Yeah, uh, it's weird because in, in Hearthstone, I love control a lot because most decks are kind of proactive. Mm -hmm. right? Right, they kind right. of like, you answer this or you die, right? In Hearthstone, that, that, you, you do answer this right, or you right. die. That's, that's a true statement, right? But in Magic, I like aggro more because more people like control. I like to, you know, establish, you know, early threats on the table and then back that with counter spells. So if you don't do anything, well, I'm not gonna do anything. I'm gonna hit you for like three. You know, if you're never gonna answer this, you're gonna die to the three. Right. But if you do, I'm gonna have some response. Right. So I like establishing thrust and also like I really like tempo and magic. Mm -hmm. So I wanna do things every single turn. Mm -hmm. Right. And being able to again have that early board presence is very reminiscent of what yeah. Prestone is, right? Yeah, Just yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, you need board presence. Like I, I really like that. And that reminds me of the, the Guild Globe. <laughs> oh, yes. Now, we're talking about that. Here we go. Here we go. You told me yesterday that the best limited cards are not the bombs, but they are the ones. Uh, yeah, this is... Uh, yeah, I actually made a top 10 things I would, you know, tell limited players when yeah. they first start. The top 10 advice from... Like, Amaz advice. Right? Amaz advice. Yeah, and one of them Amaz's is... Amaz's tips. Amaz yeah, advice. Yeah. Yeah. And one of them is the best cards in limited are not the bombs, mm -hmm. are not like your Ketras or your Planeswalkers or whatever, are the cards that you think are good but other people think are bad. Interesting. Yeah. So now you have to have pretty good card evaluation. You can't just like the yeah, the, yeah. the cards that other people are misevaluating. Yeah, basically. exactly. Misevaluating. Yeah, yeah, misevaluating. Yeah, there right. you go. So, so that, you don't mean best in that you pick those cards first. Those are just the ones that you're gonna get later. Yeah. I mean, no, no. I mean it by the best, as in like they're gonna win you the most games. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I see. Uh, you know, I, like the good example yeah. is Toll of the Invasion Love that from card. the Love from that the World Spark. Yeah. yeah. People just think it's like, oh, this is just. Thoughtseize, that's three mana. It's like so expensive, right? But then I'm like, well, this is, uh, you know, just 36 planeswalkers in the set. Yep. And then it also amasses. There's like a lot of value here. Mm -hmm. So it is the best card in a sense, in my opinion, on black. I, I rate it over Spark Harvest, if you have to list all the black comments. Yeah, that's crazy. Do you yeah. rate yeah. it over Obnixilis' Cruelty? No, no, no. Yeah, Obnix Cruelty is number one. Do you, <laughs> is is Toll 2 or do you have Lazatip yeah. Reaver? Toll, Toll number 2 okay. and then Spark, Spark Harvest number 3, right? My point is... If you identify a subset of cards that people tend to not pick as highly, you have so many options, right? So first of all, you can just pick the card itself if you if you open it and go like, I'm going to crush some people that are not going to expect this card, right? Because right? nobody's going to expect Toll. Nobody's going to play around it. And the second very, very um, important thing, especially in draft, is that you can just pass it and people won't pick it. Right. And then right. it'll come back to you, right? Mm -hmm. So in every single limited set, I always try and look through the spoiler and look through the comments that people will not like, but then I'm like, yeah, this is what I want. That's the one. You yeah. figure out the cards that like, yeah, they're gonna think this yeah. is not playable, and yeah. so I'm gonna get two or three of these that I shouldn't have gotten, yeah. basically. And honestly, that's kind of how you gain an edge, right? Yeah. Like, if your opponent's gonna open an Akechra, they're gonna play it. If you're opening a Akechra, you're gonna play it, right? Right. right? right. So like, where's the edge? Like, is it just like opening wars, like pack wars, where right, opens right. better wins? I see. So this is where you kind of find the extra EV. Right. Yeah. And you think that Tammy is Epiphany. It's a four mana scry four draw two. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't you would never play more than one in the deck, but you just don't think it's that good. Yeah, that card is on the opposite of sex spectrum. Is that I think that other people think are good, but I don't think it's that good. Mm, interesting. Right? I mean four mana for a sorcery draw spell is very expensive. Mm -hmm. And I mean sure it looks at a lot of cards, but I've never played a deck that contains two copies before. Mm -hmm. Right? Because like there's just 
why do you have so much time to cast your epiphanies, <laughs> right? What is your opponent doing? Are they like, are they like sleeping or like, you know, live yeah, screwed or something? I see. Like, you have to be very fortunate. Well, if they're live screwed, you don't want to yeah. be doing that. You want to be attacking Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, even then, right? But like, I'm just saying that there's not a lot of uh, situations where you go like, hmm, I wish I had an epiphany. It's usually, a, you know, more of a control versus control deck and you want more card advantage because you're like lots of removal spells going on. But generally speaking, yeah, I don't rate that card too highly. And this is the really controversial one, oh. is you don't think Guild Globe is that good. Now, Guild Globe is a two-mana artifact. When it enters the battlefield, you draw a card, and you can tap a two-mana to sacrifice and add two-mana of any color. So it's meant yeah, to be... Any two colors. You know, any, two any two colors, colors. right. Yeah. So it's meant to be sort of a mana fixer and also to help you cast maybe some Planeswalkers or things mm -hmm. are splashing. Remember, we're talking about draft here. Draft here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we're not talking about Commander? No. Because <laughs> it's horrible on Commander. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah. awful. Because you just play Felwar Stone. Yeah, yeah. Anything that gives you more mana. Wait, wait, and... no, no. Felwar Stone destroy your card. Yeah, well, yeah, true. Okay, fair enough. But I'm just saying, like, I'd rather have... Yep, yep, yep. Yep. <laughs> you could rather play a Signet, which always go in and cube super fast. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. We were arguing about this because I think Gilgulp's kind of the best fixer. I would put Paradise mm -hmm. Druid above it, but I think it's well, probably yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you don't like it at all, which I think is... Yeah. Because uh, in my mind, it's like a two mana draw card. Mm -hmm. And right. you never two play. Cantrip. Yeah, you, 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 two mana zero zero draw card in a sense. Right? right, right, right. So, like, I don't want to be playing two mana zero zero creatures. Like, if I want to place a card, it has to affect the board. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there, there's there's a lot of situations where you go, like, oh, well, Gilglow can, you know, help you splash for bombs. Right. Doesn't splash for double colored ones, but, you know, it, right. can, it can help you get a little bit more consistent that way. You can some monocolored yeah. bombs because yeah. that's two different colors. Yeah, some, some, something like that. Yeah, or, yeah. or you can have another land for somewhere or whatever. Right. You can also, like, maybe activate, like, the spells matter, the non creature spells matter. Deck, right. like the, Spell the, Gorger weirds yeah, yeah, the, the and weird. that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff. But this format, I've never played that card once. Wow. See, like, I've had trophy decks, well, yeah. trophy on arena, but yeah. and it, with like three or four of them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think the format's complex and you can do a lot that's of different right, things. That's right, that's right, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I mean, if you have, if you if you open like Enter the God Eternals, yeah. then yeah. I want, and I'm only in black, or I'm only in blue and not black, then I want yeah. a couple guild clubs because I want to play that card. Okay, so here's a good story, right? Yeah. Uh, so we went to the GP uh, Madison, uh -huh. and my friend showed showed me his pool, right? It was uh, it was like black blue. And then I was like, so, oh, this deck is pretty good, this deck is pretty good. And then there's no Ketra. And the as like like near the last, I was like, what, what, how, why are you playing this? I was yeah. like, oh, so Ketra is really good. I need to play this, right? But that it's probably insane. makes your deck worse so if then, it's good otherwise. Yeah. So yeah. then he has to play three different color fixers just for Ketra, and it was double white. That's the, that's the only right. white card he had. Right. So then after the whole the first day, and I asked him how he did, and I was like. I only got to cast Oketra once, <laughs> and I lost that game. Yeah. Ah, because yeah. it took too long, right? Yeah, it took too long. Yeah. And then the rest, that's not even counting the rest of the times where it was just stuck in his hand. Mm -hmm. It could have been anything else, right? right. So, um, Any of those fixers could have been anything else, Yeah, too. exactly. It could be actual playable cards, right? Yeah, you I can see. actually play a 2-man 2-2 or whatever. Even a land would be better than Guild Club. <laughs> that's kind of where <laughs> I put this right now. So, yeah, um, I just think that you have to be very careful when you splash. Like, consistency is very important, especially for, like, you know, Limited. the multiple round format. Right. Like, oh, you, have to, you have to perform consistently, mm -hmm. right? You right. don't want to, you know, do many spiky stuff in terms of that. Right. I, you had a really interesting strategy, too, for Modern Masters 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a set that existed with Dinrova Horror, and you picked yes. up very early on that Demir was the best color because of the blink ability as well, right? Yeah, because, like, oh, and that's it. Well, Signets were in the set, too, right? So green was automatically the worst color. Right. Because you take away the identity right, of one of the, the colors. Right, the thing they're normally the best at, everybody can do yeah, now. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. It's like same thing as if there's a new set and every color has a counterspell. 
then blue suddenly becomes worse. Right. right? Yeah, so, so something like that. So there's a very easy to identify, and then the neural horrors are common for some, <laughs> for some <laughs> oh, crazy reason. Is, I, yeah. makes no sense. And yeah. there's also flicker effects in the, in the that's why it was my favorite format. Esper yeah. Plague. Esper, yeah. there you go. So then, um, yeah, I drafted that. It's just, just super easy wins for the first month, and then people start cashing on. So then after that, I drafted very, very close to exclusively Black Red, because that was the way to beat the blue black deck, right? It was, uh, you know, have a lot of small creatures out. It was a sacrifice, like aristocrats kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And then to end the game, I would, you know, traitorous... Traitorous instinct, yeah. Kill, yeah. like, you know, attack everything at you and then sack your guy and then just, that's it, right? So, yeah, you just kind of have to... Like, meta is real. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, how many uh, how many trophies did you win that time around? Trophies are when you 3-0 a draft. Yeah, that was a lot. That was up to the 70s. Yeah. yeah so that was, uh, that was a really good form. I would say Amaz knows what he's doing when it comes oh, to that. that. Was I mean, awesome. I, we, we talk about this a lot for Commander, which is because people tend to play in play groups that are kind of the same people mm -hmm. and they'll play like once a week or, you know, a couple times a month yep. or whatever. And like... Uh, yeah, we're always saying you've got a meta, you should be adjusting to the meta. And yeah. a healthy meta is going to be like, oh, your friend has this deck that's really strong and you start sort of preloading your deck against it. And mm -hmm. then, you know, now you've got more artifact hate because they always go off with a certain artifact or do right. stuff. And then they go, oh, well, now I have to change my deck so that I can respond to what you did. And I think that's one of the great things about magic and gaming in general is that sort yeah. of count mm -hmm. point counterpoint. It's not like a negative. A lot of people will sort of be like, uh you know, I have this deck and it's awesome. And then my playgroup started playing cards that beat my deck. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you want to happen. Yeah, great. That is, yeah. It's that called is great. strategy. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's what makes it so much fun. Don't you it's want to like, be playing a game where like, hey, I can be smart and I can win. Like, right. yeah. yeah. And I really like your point that saying that once you put Signets in the set, green automatically becomes worse because you're taking away part of its core identity. Mm -hmm. And that can apply to your playgroup as well. If everyone is playing a counterspell as effect, your counterspell-based deck is not going to be as good, right? Mm -hmm. So you should maybe think about how you could adjust to fit that and maybe provide value in ways that other players cannot because you'll be the only person at the table doing that. All those cards that say players can only cast their spells during their turns become a lot better, oh, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, in general, there's always an answer uh -huh. to things. And the answer might not be what you would like to play. Like, maybe the answer is model red. Right. But there's always an answer. Right. All right, let's, go, let's move into some final thoughts here. Um, Hearthstone. It's not a bruised format because of the classic set, and you call this like the evergreen problem. And mm -hmm. I thought this is, is interesting because it's kind of similar to what Alpha Unlimited and Beta kind of maybe was for Magic, which is mm -hmm. it introduced a bunch of cards that maybe were too powerful or every deck had to play them. And that's sort of what it is in Magic. Or I mean in Hearthstone because of the Druid-specific classic set cards from the original set. Yeah, so I, I I put Drew as the prime example because in the classic set, there were cards that are just insane, right? So mm -hmm. there was a there was a Innervate, which is basically oh, yeah. Black Lotus for two, right? Instead of three, so just <laughs> lap two, two mana for the turn, and then you have these hyper efficient cards like Wrath, Swipe. Uh, people with Hearthstone probably know these cards. Like, so my my point is when you load up a Druid deck, like when you start building your deck, there's already twenty cards that you would never cut in Druid because they're just so good. And they can't make better cards than that because yeah, then those cards would be way too good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in a sense, you can only choose between ten cards in your deck, and that kind of sucks, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, 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 that's not fine. Right. So then, um, yeah, that's the problem of evergreen sets is that well, yes, the um, the plus side is if a player quits the game for for a while and then comes back, well, they go like, okay, well, I'm familiar with these cards, I I can kind of get back to the game easier, but at the same time, you take away a lot of you know. I love deck brewing, uh, you know, just possibilities right. and like just the creativity of, you know, mm -hmm, players. Mm -hmm. And Magic has sort of, they mitigate this with like core sets now. Yeah. They took them away for a little bit, but core sets sort of are that intro for players back in. Yeah. Um, you think Hearthstone needs a classic two? 
Yeah, that's yeah, that, that's that's my solution to the problem. They just need to like uh, rebrandish all their classic cards, just make a slightly different version of something like that, and then you know people who just joined would be like, oh, this is like a worse version of Innovate. I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Like I can I can grasp that right, idea, right. right? Whereas like I don't want to be playing against Sylvanas for like the rest of my life, you know? I like, see. That that's kind of like the breaking Man, point. Man, Sylvanas. Still, like, yeah. oh, no, it was no, good back when I played. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Sylvanas is also one of the cards right now, which is in the Hall of Fame. And oh, right. It's their, it's their yeah. ban list. It's the ban list. Okay. So now they're actually gotcha. going back to, like, contradicting the first point where, oh, these cards are very familiar to the new players. And then the new player comes back and is like, wait, why can't I put Sylvanas in my deck? Right? So it's kind of like a lot of change that it just happens because you have an evergreen set. It creates yeah. more problems than you solve. I see. Yeah. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> sorry, RNG is something that random number generation, aka drawing off the top of your deck, you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's something that has to exist in card games, otherwise it just sort of becomes chess. Yep. Um, and you had a good point about how Magic mitigates this with their lands, in that we have multiple kinds of ways to tinker with the mana system. Yeah, so I was saying that Magic is very creative in the sense that the RNG is something you can tinker with, Yeah. right? Whereas in Hearthstone, yeah, you gain a mana each turn. You don't have to say about it, right? You can't right. not gain a mana, right? Right. So, man, my favorite. And you can't alter your deck in any way to to mess with that system. Yeah, either. sure. Yeah. You yeah. can't say that. Okay, maybe I start with two less cards, but I still have one mana. Yeah, that, that'd be very cool, actually. Right. 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 If, that, if that's a choice, but uh, in Magic. Lands are kind of one of my favorite cards, right? Especially the weird lands, like the utility lands or the man lands or whatnot, mm-hmm. because they they go like, okay, well, you can skip the, your mana for that turn because if it, if a land is tapped, you're basically skipping your mana. Right. But you get, you get like some sort of bonus. Scrying, right? or it turns into a creature yeah. eventually. Yeah. Or it just taps for two different colors. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Now, those are very cool lands yeah, because yeah. I generally... Uh, I generally don't like tap. I enter the battlefield tap yeah, lands because, like, come on, I'm a I'm, I'm a tempo player, yeah, right? Yeah. So it has to do something spectacular for me to include in the deck, like fixing for the colors you need to play. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean yeah, uh, I've heard of these like five color lands that you guys can play that I'm super jealous when I'm playing. The <laughs> yeah, uh, command tower is pretty good as it turns out. Mm-hmm. Well, that about wraps up, I think, everything. Uh, well, there's so much more to talk about here. I think there's a lot to be learned. Um, and I think, in general, I enjoy playing a lot of card games on computers and, uh, like, sort of those types of games. Hearthstone was a lot of fun for me. Um, you know, Slay the Spire is, in a way, oh, a card yeah. game as well. Because um, I think you can apply a lot of the same ideas and concepts around. Um, so to the listeners, do we have any Hearthstone players out there? Any fans of Amaz? Uh, have you have you found any lessons that apply to Commander and the other formats that you play from the other card games? And of course, where do you place Magic in the rankings of all the card games of all time? You don't need to answer this. Yes, oh, you, yeah, you're talking to the audience, Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, we clearly yeah. place it on top. Yeah. Where do you place Number it? Number one. Magic is pretty good. Like, I think that the base set of Hearthstone was, like, it's, it's actually insane. I think just the original when Hearthstone just the first heart, came the, out. No expansions. Yeah, man, that that set was so good. So was good. part of it because like that was your discovery moment for? No, that was also the yeah. There was a lot yeah. of combination of things, but then yeah. they weren't scared of power levels, right? Right, like, right. They, they they like the push cards were really pushed. Yeah, which is why they're still getting played. Yeah, which is kind of like the same thing as Mythic Rares in, in yeah. Magic, right? But now yeah. they're they well, kind of like nerfed. It's kind of like Alpha Beta Unlimited. That's when they had Black yeah, Lotus and Moxen and, and stuff. Like they would Oof. never make yeah. that stuff now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But in general, I really like both games because they test like you know, different parts of your brain. And, mm-hmm. you know, well, if you want to play card games, not on the computer, but in real life, make sure you use our affiliate link. It's cardkingdom.com slash commandzone. You're going to buy cards anyway. Why not use it 
by just typing in a little bit of extra text when you go to that website. Pretty simple, and it helps support the show and all the content we make here. That's right. And uh, while you're there, or if you're at your LGS, or really anywhere else, you can find a million different online yeah. retailers. That's products by Ultra Pro. They have awesome playmats, sleeves, deck boxes. They create the cool wall scrolls that you see in the background. There's the History of Benalia one right there. If you want to spice up your game room or whatever else, Ultra Pro really does make the best stuff. And now let's move on to the end step where we're talking about something cool outside the world of magic. And, you know, I wanted, I was like, we could talk about Hearthstone, but that's... Feels, <laughs> like, we, feels like we just did that. Yeah, yeah. Just that. yeah I think we did cover that. So I think, I, I would love to hear your thoughts on Auto Chess. It's the game that you're streaming the most yeah. these days, right? Yeah, Auto Chess is great because... Man, everyone it is into that lately. Yeah. So Auto Chess yeah. is an expansion or a fan-made expansion of Dota 2 yep. where they're using pre-existing elements in the game to essentially make a chess game where you're buying... Uh, heroes and champions, and you're adding them to the board. You're leveling them up, and you're fighting against other opponents on like a, a, a other opponents. Like you're drafting essentially yeah. from a from a pool. Right? Yeah, you would know about it. Yeah, I love auto chess. It's funny yeah. because that's where Dota came from, right? Originally, right. it was a modification Warcraft 3. to Warcraft Three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Games within games. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's the best. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, no, talk about auto chess. Yeah, what oh, do you love about it? Yeah, so auto chess is honestly just a card game, right? Like you have units <laughs> and whatnot. It's it's a card game. It's like um, you know, uh, you know, guys know Dominion, kind of. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. So it's very much like that, a deck building game while the game is happening. Mm -hmm. So yeah, sure, sometimes you don't get lucky and get the right cards at the start so that you pay some life for it, right? You you know kind of use life as a resource mm -hmm. to try and buy time. And then you want to get the right amount of synergy and um, you know draft the right cards, look at what other people are doing, counter their strategies. And also it's a shared pool, right? So if a lot of people are going your strategy, like mages or whatever, then you want to try and not do that. Switch to something else. Yeah, because yeah. then all the mages kind of just die together, right? Because they're sharing the card pool so much. They dilute their power level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they just all kind of die at the same time. So um, it's just a bunch of fun. Because, uh, you know, at the start of each round, you get like five different characters, right? Choices, right. So, Slot machine! <laughs> what's the best character? What are you hoping for? What's the best character? Oh, um, okay. So... Like, what's one that you'll pick every time if you you can? Oh, man. There's too many. Okay, so, so how it works is that yeah. early game, you only get the one cost stuff. Right. So one dollar stuff. But then as you level, you get, like, the five cost stuff. Uh, what's the best five cost one? The best five cost one? Kunkka? Kunkka's a four cost. Oh. Oh, come on, Jimmy. I thought you I were on top of this. I've only won one on. game of other chess ever. Oh, okay. that's probably... actually pretty good. Thanks. I felt very good about it. It's pretty good that he won one. It's <laughs> hard, dude. Oh, my gosh. Where's the end round? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, we're used to commander, yeah. so the we're yeah. Yeah. should be used to that. <laughs> yeah. You, then, can't, you, can't team up, you can't make pol political deals, probably, though. Yeah, probably not. Really. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah, yeah. You can just spam chat, no scroll across screen. No one will respond. Even worse. But my favorite unit in that game is Terraploid. Terrorblade? Terrorblade. Terrorblade. Uh, so okay. he does no damage. But then once he gets like five attacks in, oh, right. he just, he just turns to the demon and it's the hardest hitting character in the whole game, right? It just kills everybody. So you want to draft a team where, you know, you have a lot of tanks, they get distracted, TB gets his attacks in, and then go boom. Yeah. And he becomes right. the big demon monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Very sounds nice. fun. Well, Maz, if people want to watch you online or follow you on Twitter or wherever else, where should they find you? My Twitch is Amaz. A M A Z. Yeah. My Twitter is Amaz. A M A Z. My YouTube is not Amaz. It's uh, Amaz HS. Amaz HS. Uh, okay. uh, yeah. Amaz High School. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I heard of this high school that were, you, uh, where, where you play uh, video uh, games. Yeah. High school, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, maybe maybe Michi HS and Amaz HS yeah. can join oh, forces. Can join forces. That, was, that, was, that was a good show. <laughs> that was great. I mean, Command, command Zone is pretty good. Dude, that episode... I, oh, I, I told Which them, one? I, I told them before. Like, the episode, oh, my uh, favorite episode, with... Uh, with Jacob? With Jacob and, and Ashlyn. Ashlyn, yeah. Oh, 
You guys need to watch that one. It's so Turns fun. out Amaz watches a lot of game nights because yeah. yeah, you're like quoting moments to me, and I'm like, I think that's from this episode. Yeah. You're like, yeah, it is. No, 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 it's a, yeah, yeah. That was like really good. Vidalcan Ori guy, yeah, you Vidalcan know, line screw guy. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I know about this. You're a real fan of Amaz. Yeah. We, we appreciate you a lot. <laughs> uh, make sure you check out our sister podcast, The Masters of Modern. Alex Kessler, Ben Bateman, they talk about the modern format and all things competitive magic. You can find them on Twitter at the MMCast, or you can find them on YouTube. Just type in Masters of Modern. They do videos now. They'll pop right up. Yeah, if you need to prepare for a modern pro tour, you should check them out. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I do need to do that. Yeah, you yeah. have Lishi Tien, though, so I think yeah. you're good. <laughs> I think you're good. <laughs> Alex and Ben are great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lishi Tien for everybody. Lishi Tien, we told everyone to message you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our editors for the show, Ashlyn Rose, Josh Murphy, and Jared Lafreniere. Thank you all. And, of course, special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer for doing the awesome uh, animated backgrounds that are behind us on set, as well as open and end our podcast on the show. You can find him at Living Cards MTG on Twitter. Amaz, thank you so much for coming by. It was no a problem. pleasure having you. Oh, yeah, fun. it was a ton of fun, man. Yeah. yeah. All right, make sure you guys follow Amaz. Make sure you tune in next week for another episode of the Commands of Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. (laughs) (laughs) Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.